Welcome to our podcast. I'm Keith Loy, the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Well, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving, Celebrate. We hope you had a wonderful, wonderful time with your family and friends, and as Chrissy said, there is so much to be grateful for. You know, one of the things that Cindy and I give God the thanks continually for is for you, the Celebrate family. It's for 17 years we've been a part of the Celebrate family, and you have meant more to us than we could ever express. We also give thanks to Pastor Keith and Kay for their faithfulness in starting the church, his faithfulness in pastoring us, myself, an incredible friend, and he's given me the honor of opening God's word with you today. So if you have your Bibles, would you open up to Romans chapter 8? Romans chapter 8. We won't read it right away. We'll get to it a little bit later. You know, fear is an interesting thing. You know, there's only two fears that you and I are ever born with. Do you know that? Any of you want to guess what they are? Fear of falling? Loud noises. Absolutely. Those are the two fears we're born with. Falling, loud noises. All the other fears are acquired. So over the years, you might have acquired some fears. Maybe it's through animals. Any of you uh, fear snakes? How about spiders? Okay, it might be that. Or, or maybe that as you were younger that someone, especially maybe in your family, tried to scare you or, or give you scary stories. When I was a youth pastor, there was a student uh, years ago that he, I think he made it his life goal to see how many times he could scare me as I was locking up the church late at night. That was his goal in life. As we get older, we, our fears change, but they are still as real. Maybe it's the fear of failure or the fear of the future. Maybe it's relationships or people or rejection. And fear can paralyze you. It's like a, a, like a Charlie horse in the middle of the night. You ever had one of those? Charlie horse in the middle of the night? You, you know you're getting older when you, when you hurt yourself while you're sleeping. <laughs> you know you're getting older. But man, it just paralyzes you. And that's what fear can do. Fear can paralyze us from becoming what God meant us to become, from, from moving forward in a direction that, that we know we want to go. And fear paralyzes us in every way, shape, and form. Yet, that's not how we're to live. The Bible says over and over and over again, don't fear. Don't fear. Don't fear. The, the no fear is not just a clothing line. It's actually from the Word of God. He says it over and over again. Don't fear. In fact, the angel said it to Mary. Don't be afraid. And yet, when I look around this world, I don't know about you, when I look around this world, man, it seems like I see so much fear in people. Do, I, do you see it as well? I see it across the board, and I see it in Christians as well. And the Bible says we're not to live that way. So today we want to talk about how do you gain victory from your fears. Would that be helpful to you at all? To gain victory from your fears. And God says you can, and he's going to give us the direction today for it. And in doing so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you a verse. It's going to be the verse that we're going to use today as as kind of our main part of what we're going to learn today. So out of respect for God's word, I'm going to ask that you would stand for a minute. Would you stand out of respect for God's word? And I'm going to teach you this verse. It's from 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Okay, repeat this after me. Thanks Thanks. be to God God. who gives us the victory victory. through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord. Let's do it again. Thanks Thanks. be to God God. who gives us the victory victory. through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord. One more time. Thanks Thanks. be to God God. who gives us the victory victory. through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now let's say the whole verse together. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. One more time. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Father God, this is your word. 
And I believe it's your word for us today because, God, we're not to live in fear. Your word says it, and yet so many times we're paralyzed by it. So, God, would you teach us what it means to be your people and to live in victory over fear? And we thank you in advance what you're going to do. And all God's people said, give a high five to somebody and have a seat, and let's start to learn. A pastor I knew a number of years ago went to a pastor's conference, and he got to the hotel late at night, and so he checked in, and early in the morning he goes downstairs to get breakfast. And when he gets down to breakfast, he finds that the whole breakfast area is packed full of cheerleaders, high school cheerleaders. There's a cheer squad competition going on, and the hotels all around that area are packed, and his is one of those. And they are, I mean, it's just full. They're all in their outfits, and of course, a little bit of noise going on. And so he's just trying to make his way, trying to see if I can get something, because it's packed in there. And all of a sudden, a young gal stands on a chair. She says, hey, everybody, hey, everybody, give me a... And then she gives a letter. How many of you have seen that? You go to a game, and they say, give me a letter, okay? Now, this is off the subject, but I always thought if I wanted to be a cheerleader, my cheer would be this. Give me a W. Give me an H. Give me an A. Give me a T. What's that spell? What? 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 <laughs> but that's off the topic. But here's what she does. She stands on the chair, and she says... Give me a T, give me an H, give me an A, give me an N, give me a K, give me a Y, give me an O, give me a U. She said, what's that spell? And they said, thank you. And then she said, what's that mean? And they all said, thank you, God. It's a good way to start. It's the way we have to start. If we're going to have victory for fear, it's how we have to start. Okay, so you ready? Okay, now I'm telling you this, do not let me hang here, because if you do, I'm bringing you up here, and you're going to do it with me. Okay, actions included. You ready? Here we go. Give me a T. T. Give me an H. T. Give me an A. T. Give me an N. T. Give me a K. T. Give me a Y. y. Give me an o. o. Give me a U. U. What's that spell? What's it mean? It's a way we start. The reason that we start with thanks to gain victory over fear is because thanks is the way that we set our attitude. Thanksgiving is not a once a year holiday. It's an everyday that we are meant to live, being thankful in all situations. See, thanks is a way that we set the course of our life. It's like a GPS system for us. In fact, do this for me. I want you to inhale right now. Inhale, and then exhale. Okay, now here's what I want you to do. I want you to inhale and exhale at the exact same time. You can't. It's like trying to blow up a balloon and, and breathing out at the same time. You can't. You do one over the other. See, it's impossible to be thankful and fearful at the same time. You can't. And that's why the verse says, be thankful always, and it's the start of victory. You know, one of the traditions that I've always had, when I was growing up as a kid, was going to my grandma's house on Thanksgiving. When Cindy got married, that was tradition that carried. And what would happen is grandma would set out all the stuff, of course, the table and a great cook, and she'd been starving for a couple days getting ready for this meal. So everything's out, and he's ready, and now it's time for the prayer. And grandma would always do the same thing. She said, Reed, would you pray? Well, I'm happy to, but grandma, why don't let somebody else do it? No, honey. You work at the church. You, you should pray. 
Well, after about three years of dad, I finally said, Grandma, please, let, let's, let's have somebody else pray. No, honey, you work at the church. You should pray. I said, okay, you want me to pray? <laughs> We're going to pray. And I prayed for everything I could think of, and I just went on and on and on prayer. Of course, my wife is like, yes, grease, knock it off. You made your point kind of thing. But I prayed, and they asked somebody else the next year, and that was fine with me. But there was another time, went down for Thanksgiving, and I was a jerk, and I did something, and I was, said something, I don't even remember what it was, but I was mad at Cindy. Nothing she did, it was just, I was mad. And so, okay, I'm just going to hold this, you know, I'm just going to play cold shoulder. And then Grandma said, okay, Reed, we want you to pray. You know what I found out? You cannot pray for someone and be mad at them at the same time. You can't. And that's why, again, thanks is a key to us starting to have victory. If you don't start with a thankful heart, you'll never gain victory from fear. But when you do, you can't. And the Bible talks over and over and over again. And here's, here's some of the scriptures it says. Ephesians 5.20. Always give thanks for how many things? Hmm. All things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5. In how often? In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you. 2 Thessalonians 1 says this, we ought to, how much? Always give thanks to God. 1 Chronicles Chronicle 16, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. 1 Chronicles 16 again says, oh, give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Psalm 92, it's good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to him. One of my favorites, Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his course with what? Praise. It's not always easy, but it's vital. It always starts with thanks. Some years back, I was at a point in my life where I was just incredibly discouraged over just a, a number of things, and it just seemed like I just I couldn't get out of it, couldn't get out of it, and it seemed like every week just got a little bit spiral, a little bit worse down kind of thing, and I was feeling sorry for myself, I was frustrated, I was mad, I was upset, and I just, I couldn't seem to quite get past it. I've been praying, but man, it just wasn't released from it. And so I usually, I can fall asleep pretty quickly, that doesn't bother me, but this night I couldn't, it was a late fall night, and so to be honest with you, I just got up and I, I just went out for a walk late at night. It was about one in the morning. Just got up and just went out for a walk. And while I'm walking, I'm just frustrated and just mad. You ever just, you know, want something to come across your path so you can kick it? You know, where's a cat when you, want, when you need it? You know, kind of thing. And I was just mad. And in the middle of my journey in talking, God very clearly said two words to me. Count them. And I knew what he was saying, but I didn't want to acknowledge it, so I just kept going, and he said, no, count them. And it brought me back to a hymn I remember as a kid. And I don't know if any of you remember the hymn, Count Your Many Blessings. It says this, when a long life spills, you are tempest-tossed, and you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And he said, read, count them. Okay, I'm thankful for my wife. <sighs> thankful for my kids. And he said, no, 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 no. No, not with that attitude. I want you to count them. And boy, he dealt with me that night, and he had me write them down, a number of them. And he said, Reed, there's nothing wrong with your life situation. What's wrong is your attitude. What's wrong is your focus on everything that's not going right, and you've got off focus of everything that I've done for you. And you think like you're entitled to something for me. Reed, you've lost the ability to give thanks. 
And I've never forgot that night. And it's one of the keys why every morning I say, okay, God, I wake up every morning and say, God, I know what I deserve today and you don't give it to me. And I know what I don't deserve and you give it to me. I'm thankful. And it's a start for every day. So you want to gain victory over your fears. The first word is thanks. Say that word. Thanks. So you ready? Here we go. Give me a T. Give me an H. Give me an A. Give me an N. Give me a K. Give me a Y. Give me an O. Give me you. What's that spell? What's it mean? Thanks. Always a start. But now the second one. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. See, I don't know if you've been in a spot in your life where you just, man, seemed like things were on you and you just didn't know how to overcome it at all. You didn't even know how to move forward. I don't know, but I think Moses probably <laughs> understood that. You probably know the story. Here Moses is. He's born in the, he's a Hebrew, but he's born in the Egyptian palace. He kills an Egyptian, runs for his life to the wilderness. God meets him in the wilderness and then says, go back to Egypt. Go back to your failure. Not only just go back to your failure, but go back and tell the most powerful nation in the world, the most powerful ruler in the world, that I want you to release the slaves and let your whole economic system collapse because I said so. Moses, go. (laughs) You know the story. Moses was not excited about that at all. And he started giving every excuse. But I, 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 I can't, I, all this kind of thing. And finally he made the, he thought, I got God on this one. Who am I going to say sent me? Remember what God says? He says, I am sent you. Go. You know, growing up as, a, as our kids were growing up, sometimes our son and our daughter, they'd be talking, they were younger, and one would say, hey, you, you can't do that. Yes, I can. Who said? Dad said. Well, let's talk to mom. She's the boss. Okay, let's talk to mom. But you ever done that? Who said? Well, you know what? Paul's telling us, thanks be to God, because who says you can overcome your failure? Who says you can overcome the discouragement of your life? Who says you can overcome your past and, and the hurt and the abuse? Who says you can do that? Your dad says you can. God says you can. See, Satan always wants you to remember and think about things that God says, no, 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 don't think about this. Think over here. That's why later on Paul says, no, don't think about these things. Think about things that are right and true and noble. See, Satan wants you to forget certain things. God says, no, I want you to remember them. What does God want you to remember? His faithfulness, his forgiveness, his love, his concern for you. But flip it over. Satan wants you to remember things. God says, no, you can forget that. Forget your sin. Satan says, no, no, I I want you to remember it. God says, no, forget it. I've, I've forgiven you for that. Forget the past. See, our daughter, when she was younger, and she got to the age where she could be out with friends and even start dating. And this was before cell phones, okay? And so she would get ready to go, and I'd say, honey, I, let me give you something before you go. I'd give her a quarter. And she said, well, Dad, what's this for? I said, well, possibly tonight you're going to be asked to compromise. It might be compromise your morals, compromise your value, compromise your body, compromise your thoughts. And if that's the case and they ask you and want you to compromise, just give them the quarter and simply say this. Hey, call my dad. If it's okay with him, it's okay with me. <laughs> but you know what? That's what Paul's telling us to do. Thanks be to God. The next time Satan comes after you and says, hey, but do you know who you are? I say, wait, wait, wait. Call my dad. If my dad says to be afraid of this one, okay, I'll listen to my dad. But no, not before. See, Satan doesn't want to get around God's word because he gets his head smacked continually. 
See, you can have victory over your fears. You can have victory over everything that has come against your life. Why? Thanks. You start with thanks. Then it's be to God. Your dad, the dad who created the universe, the dad who created the galaxy, the dad who created everything that there is, the dad who created every cell in your body and every fiber in your body and knows you intimately, your dad says you can have victory. Thanks be to God. So, you ready? Let's see the actions. Give me a T. Give me an H. Give me an A. Give me an N. Give me a K. Give me a Y. Give me an O. Give me a U. What's that spell? What's it mean? Thanks be to God who gives us what? The victory. Are any of you competitive at all that you hate to lose? My wife will not play me in Monopoly. Question, is not the goal of Monopoly to run the board, put everybody in prison, cast on... Is, is that not the game? It's not about having fun with family. No, it's about winning. But if you're competitive, sometimes you might think that this is just not fair. So let's say, for example, let's say, let's say you're playing basketball. And it's you and a friend, the two of you, but the other team gets five players. You have to shoot all your shots behind three-point land. They can shoot anywhere. You only get two fouls each. They get seven fouls each. You, there come a point you go, wait, wait, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. You know what? I think the Apostle Paul felt that <laughs> a lot. You know his story. Man, he, you talk about a person who was fired up about something that was killing Christians and persecuting Christians. And then, of course, if you remember the story, God literally knocked him off his horse, blinded him. Then a miracle came. He got his sight back and obviously gave his life to Jesus Christ. And from that point on, flipped and became a tremendous person for the gospel. Now he's hated by both groups. He's hated by the ones who he had been persecuting Christians. They don't trust him. And now he's hated by the Jews as well. Uh, talk about being unfair. In fact, here's what it says in 2 Corinthians. This is Paul talking. You think if, you, if you think you've had a bad life, if you think you've had a bad day, just read this one. Compare it. Verse 23 of chapter 11 says this. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I've served him far more. I've worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number. Faced death again and again. Five times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. 40, just FYI, meant death. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole day and night as drift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as the Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty, and I've often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold, often without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then beside all this, I had the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Uh, you want to compare your day to his? And yet, Paul's the same person that we're reading about today who said, in spite of that, he says, thanks be to God who gives us what? Victory. The what? Victory. The victory. You know, it's interesting. Paul didn't say, thanks be to God who helps you to hang in there. Didn't say that. He didn't say, hey, thanks be to God who helps you get by. Sometimes I, I talk to people and I say, how are you doing? They go, well, okay, under the circumstances. And I go, well, what are you doing under there? 
I mean, we were never meant to be under the circumstances. We're to be over the circumstances. Because thanks be to God who gives us what? The victory. See, how can you have victory when odds are against you like this? Let's let's come back to a basketball analogy. Okay, let's say that you get four other players. You have a team of five. And let's say your opposition is the top five NBA basketball players there are right now. Those are some incredible athletes, okay? Let me ask you, who's going to win? What do you think? What are you going to put your money on? The NBA players or your team? I think the NBA players, unless, unless, before the game started, they gave you 100,000 points. Look at the scoreboard. 100,000 to nothing. <laughs> Let's play. Let's play. Because no matter how many points they score, will they ever beat you? No, not at all. In fact, you might be cocky about it. Come on. Why? Because you know you won before it started. That's what Paul's saying. Thanks be to God who gives us what? You have victory before you even started. Because what Jesus did on the cross, you've already won. It doesn't matter what's happened. It doesn't matter what's going on in your past. In fact, look at this, Romans 8. I asked you to turn to it. Go ahead and turn to it now and look in verse 35. This is what Paul's saying in this passage. He says, look at the scoreboard. That's what he's saying. Look at the scoreboard in this one. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened by death? That's a great question because a lot of people think, well, if God loved me, why did this happen? Paul said, it doesn't matter. That is totally opposite of it because you've already won. He says, as the scriptures say, for your sake we're killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming what? Victory. Uh, victory. That was, that was invigorating. <laughs> overwelming what? Gain, not just victory, overwhelming victory. There's times where you beat a team. There's another time where you just slap them silly. And that's what he's talking about here. You have the ability to slap Satan silly. Because you have overwhelming victory, he says. We have victory is ours through who what? Christ who loved us. He says, so I'm convinced that nothing can separate from God's love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today. Okay, we're talking about it, fears for today. No worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Whoa! That's amen. That's what that means. Gang, you've won. You've already won. When you go into a day, do you go into a day defeated or do you go into a day with victory? You should, because you've already won. Look at the scoreboard. That's what it says. In fact, what have you already won over? Listen to a few of these from Romans 6. You already have victory over sin. Thank God, once you were slaves to sin, but now you're wholeheartedly obey this teaching we've given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin and you have become slaves to righteous living. You have victory over sin. You have victory over addiction. You have victory over whatever it is in your, you have victory over it. Here's another thing, over your past. That's a key one. You might think, but you don't know my past. It doesn't matter. 
Here's what he says in 1 Timothy. It's a trustworthy statement that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am the worst of all. And yet for this reason, I found mercy in order that in me, Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would believe in him for eternal life. You have victory this morning over sin. You have victory over your past. And I love this one, over death. You have victory over death. Romans 8 says this, for the spirit of life in Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. 1 Corinthians 15 says this, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? But that to be to God who gives us the what? Victory. I tell God two things every morning. Say, God, I'm ready. My bags are packed. If you call me, bam, I am ready. If you don't, okay, the day's yours. I love people, I love you. I'll do what you call me to do. Man, death, let's go. I've already won it. When you know who Jesus Christ is, there should be no fear of death, no fear of your past, no fear of anything. Why? Because you have victory over it all. Am I right? Absolutely, that's exactly what we have victory over. One of the things that we have to understand as believers is that we don't live for victory. We don't live for victory. What we do is we live from victory. We don't do something to try to win. We've already won because of what Jesus did on the cross. So this morning, did you wake up with victory? Or did you wake up hoping you would have victory today? See what I'm saying? That's the way you overcome your fears. What can, what can Satan do me? Nothing, nothing. Why? Jesus already won. We've already won. Thanks be to God who gives us what? The victory. So, you ready? I don't think some of you are ready. Some of you aren't doing the actions. I'm gonna call you on stage here. Here we go. Give me a T. Give me an H. Give me an A. Give me an N. Give me a K. Give me a Y. Give me an O. Give me you. you. What's that spell? What's it mean? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, and now we save the best for last. If I beat you to heaven, and then you come, I'm going to meet you there, and I'm going to introduce some people. One of the people I'm going to introduce you to is my grandma. Can't wait to see my grandma again. She lived about three blocks from us when I was growing up in Chancellor. And so I'd always go to her house, and she always had three things, always three things in a refrigerator. Banana bread. Any of you like banana bread? Dog, she had good banana bread. Pepsi-Cola. She loved Pepsi-Cola. She thinks that that's going to be in heaven. And then pie. She made pies all the time. Still the best lemon ring pie I've ever had in my life. And so every meal at Grandma's house always ended with pie. Man, she always saved the best for last. And that's what Paul's done here. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. How does it end? We got to remember ourselves again. Here we go. Repeat after me. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, it's interesting. He didn't say this. He says, who gives you the victory through you working hard. Didn't say it. He didn't say who gives you the victory through your church attendance. He didn't say gives you the victory the way you serve people. Didn't do any of it. Through your, just your, man, grit it out. Uh, you know, maybe I'm the only one, but I think we as a human beings, we love 
we love the word commitment. Just get, com- get, just get committed. Well, yeah, just get committed. And so when we have a, a new goal in our life, whether that's to lose weight or whatever, the financial, we're going to get committed. And we're going to enjoy it. Come on. You know, nowhere in there does the God say that. The victory is through who? Jesus Christ, our Lord, which means we already have the victory, which means we have one thing we're to do. Surrender. That's it. Surrender. I don't know about you, but are, do any of you uh, struggle with control issues like I would admit I can do? Make sense? We love control because then we're, we're in charge. Addiction. Addiction's control. That's what addiction is. It's control. We like to control our situations. We like to control people. We like to control... Because when we're in control... We think that we have something to offer here. And nowhere does Jesus say, commit. He says, surrender. Surrender. Because when you surrender, you trust. And one of the journeys that God has had me on is, is I would call this the sin of control. As I, as I desire in my heart to be more holy every day, oh, my word, this is one he's pointing out. Reed, you love to be in control. You just love it. And it comes across in so many ways. But he says, Reed, I want you to live your life this way. I want you to live your life totally in trust of me, knowing that I have a future for you, and I don't have to explain to you, Reed, what it is. I don't have to make sense to you. So when people come and say, well, why is this happening? And why is this happening? Why is this happening? You know what? I don't know. I can all say, is this is Reed? Sometimes God says, I'm not going to tell you. And maybe this side of heaven, you're not going to know. Because I'm just going to say, can you just trust me? Can you trust me no matter what? Knowing I already have given you the victory. I already have given it to you. 2 Corinthians 12 says it this way. I will boast about my weaknesses so that the power of God will be shown. God does not want us to try. Can I tell you that? God doesn't want you to try harder. He wants you and I to trust more. That's what he wants. And as we trust him more... He'll show us more victory because it's thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. It's what Christmas is about. It's what Christmas is all about, the fact that Jesus came for victory, to die himself for we could have victory in him. That's what it's all about. So let me ask you, what area of your life is it hard for you to let control of, let go of fear on this one? What is it? Is it fear of your finances? Is it fear of future? Maybe the future of your kids, maybe the future of your grandkids. It's a hard one for you to let go of. Maybe it's the future of a, of a relationship and you've wanted a relationship and man, God, I want to trust you, but I'm, I'm searching. And God says, no, no, trust, trust. If that's something that you need, I will bring that to you. Trust me on this one. Can we re- let go of it today and let God do his deal? so we can have the victory he wants us to have. I'm going to ask the, the team to come out. Because as we close, I want us to have some time just to do some business with God. Because if you're like me, sometimes maybe in the course of a week, the week's been active, it's been full, and been Thanksgiving, maybe you traveled, whatever the case may be. But maybe there's not been a lot of quietness for moments for God just to talk to you. And so what we're going to do in this in a moment is we're going to 
band plays and they'll lead us in worship, we're just gonna give you time just to talk to God and say, God, is there an area in my life that I'm still fearful of, that I'm still controlling? Because he says, I want you to have victory. I created you for victory. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. He wants us to live that way. But it starts here in our heart. Do we trust? So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to stand in a second. And when you do, I'm gonna, there's going to be some prayer people right up in front here. They're just going to be available. And you might come and say, hey, I'm, this is an area of life I'm, I'm just fearful in. Have somebody pray with you. When the Bible says we're two more agree on anything, it'll be done in your name. Or maybe you just, where you're at, you just do business with God. But why don't we stand? And this is not a time to leave because we're not done yet because they'll conclude this service here in a second. But this is our time to do business with God. So why don't you stand? And Father God, I'm just going to ask you right now, would you examine our hearts would you examine anything in us that is, is fearful? Anything in us that we're anxious about? Something in the past, something in the present, something in the future? And God, we've not been living in victory. We've been trying and committed and trying to gain victory. And you said, no, no, no. It's thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. So God, we come now and worship. Let's talk to us. I hope you will take what you just heard and apply it to your life. If you need prayer or simply want to connect with us, our website is celebrate.church. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We hope you listen again next week.